It's Thursday, February 24th, and I'm Chad Perry. I'm Tim Robertson. You told us Windows 98 would be faster and more efficient with better access to the internet. It is faster, over 5 million... Hey Tim, how's it going? I'm doing well. Excellent. Well, I just wanted to start out by thanking David K. Every for stepping in for me while I was uh, at home taking care of my sick wife. Yeah, it was a different kind of a podcast. It's kind of strange to be talking to someone via video chat and uh, recording it for the podcast. It was different. Yeah. So uh, have we got a better way to capture that now? Have we figured something out? We actually have a much better way, which I think we'll talk about next week. All right. We'll, we'll get into the software solution. And what Chad's referring to is how we're going to capture audio doing interviews and stuff like that via iChat without, you know, sticking a speaker next to the microphone like I did last week, which, I mean, it worked. It did work. But it, it just didn't sound as, as good as it could have. Right, right. So let's let's jump right in with some uh, with some information. Yeah, you said you were going to have uh, three big announcements this week. So I, what kind of big announcements do we have? I did. Uh, well, number one, we have our first sponsor. We do. We have our first sponsor. They're not starting yet, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably roll out them. I don't want to say who it is yet, okay? Because you know it's not official yet. Um, as an as the as the sponsor next week, uh, I'm waiting to hear back from them on a little bit more information on kind of what they want to do and how sure. they want to do it. I, whether it's going to be just us talking about them, or they're going to have like a commercial that we can you know dump right into the middle of the podcast sure. or wherever. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet, mm-hmm. but. It is going to happen, so because we're going to have a sponsor, we're going to be able to quickly upgrade our recording equipment. Excellent. And basically what that means is we're going to get rid of this little lab tech microphone that we've been using since the beginning, mm-hmm. which, don't get me wrong, it, it works, Yeah. but it's got this plasticky, not, not a very natural sound to it when mm-hmm. you listen back. And I've listened to all of our podcasts back, and... While it sounds okay, it doesn't sound as good as it should. Mm. Plain and simple. Um, and, and a better microphone, or two, will give yeah. us a much more robust sound. So Right. So, uh, thanks to that sponsor, and uh, I can't wait to get that new equipment. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what they send us. So that's major announcement number one. Excellent. Major announcement number two. Um, I'll let you talk about that a little bit, Chad. All right. We have a contest here at uh, the podcast. And, uh, Tim, you want to let us know a little bit about what the contest is, and I'll let people know what we're giving away. Well, what the contest is, and and honestly, the reason we're not doing the contest tonight is because I'd like to get some feedback from people. We can either do this one of two ways. We can do a music quiz in which we'll play, I don't know, three, four, five songs, just Mm -hmm. little clips of these songs and people have to submit via email what the answer is or via mp3 feedback that's fine too because we still haven't got any mp3 feedback right. i keep getting email but no one's taking the time to record and, and send their voice mm-hmm. to us so we can either do a music contest or we can do apple trivia mm. now i know a lot of people are thinking well this is a macintosh webcast or a <laughs> podcast <laughs> so the trivia would make more sense but here's the thing. What we're giving away 
would make more sense if we did the music. Right. So what are we giving away, Vanna? Well, we are giving away two sets of RSI speakers, the model Digital Fidelity Ones. These are the multimedia computer speakers for people who love music. And if you want to see them, they're at the RSL website at rslspeakers.com. We're giving away the Digital Fidelity Ones. Correct. I actually reviewed these. Boy, you know what? I could pull it up on our website real quick. I reviewed these back in uh, the week of christmas week of mm -hmm. uh 2004 mm -hmm. and uh at the time i will say i gave these i'm bad i can't remember off the top <laughs> of my head what i gave a speaker review mm -hmm. i gave them four out of five and uh one of the comments that someone posted on that review says best sounding speakers under 100 dollars on earth i purchased a pair two months ago and absolutely love them the people at rsl were very friendly and helpful Finding the right location for the subwoofer takes some tweaking, but pays off with a great sounding system. Total price, including shipping, was seventy-eight bucks from California to New Jersey. Yep. So that's that's uh, somebody that read my review, posted that. And that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I gotta agree, for under hundred bucks, these speakers sound fantastic. And that's the digi digital Fidelity One. Now we're not gonna give both pairs away in the same week. Right. I think we'll do uh, we'll do the first giveaway next week. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, we'll give another pair away. All right. So what we'll do is the, the people that want to submit their answers do mm -hmm. so, in, and we'll give that kind of detail next week, where to send it and all that kind of stuff. Right. And we'll announce the winner on the following show, the week yep. after. Yep, that's fair enough because everybody a week to uh, get prepped and a week to respond. That's right. If somebody answers the same correctly, multiple people, we're just going to print out the names, put them in a hat, and draw out the winner yep so the digital fidelity ones will be a giveaway speaker system that is a three speaker system three speaker system yes 2.1 if you want to get technical two subwoofer or two uh mids and, and a, a subwoofer. subwoofer so that'll be pretty cool first giveaway oh, excellent yeah and honestly i think we're going to probably do this more often mm -hmm. whether it's going to be product like this in the future or mm -hmm. maybe itunes gift certificates yep I don't mind ponying up, you know, 10 bucks to give away a gift certificate. Yeah, and we'd like to thank Roger Sound Labs for uh, putting up the prizes. So. That's it's very cool of them. Yep. And uh, th it is a very small company. I've talked to them on the phone a few times. Mm -hmm. Really cool company. So even if you don't win and you're looking for speakers, the Digital Fidelity Ones, check them out. They're awesome speakers. We've still got one more big announcement. Ooh, and this is a big one. Go ahead. We are going to be doing another Mac mod. Mac mod for those interested, uh, you can see our first one that's online right now, yep. which was the iAtari Mac. We took an old Atari 2600 and turned it into a Macintosh. And although we won't give away the details on what this next Mac mod is going to be, we will say that no Macs or Mac equipment will be harmed in the construction of this next project. So for those of you who are upset about us tearing apart that uh, iBook, to stuff it into an Atari, that, that's not going to happen this time. No, the, the machine itself really probably won't be modified at all. No. But what we're putting it in and what we're going to build is going to be a pretty big modification. Right. And if it and if it comes out as well as we're planning, mm -hmm. it, it ought to be pretty cool. Yep. And the sponsor is no surprise for the next Mac mod is going to be TechServe, techserve.com. Yep. They were real pleased with the response for the iAtari Mac. Yep. They were the sponsor that time, so... Mm -hmm. They've already sent a few items. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say three fourths of the items that we need mm -hmm. is already at the house. It's yep. 
it's sitting there boxed up ready to be put into our next Mac mod. The only thing we're missing is the CPU itself, but that's on mm -hmm. back order, and we'll get that. Yep. So, and, and we'll keep you guys updated for those interested, the stat status of uh, MacMod as we get closer to start filming. Mm -hmm. We need to film, firm up some plans first, but it's coming. Absolutely. So those are the three big announcements. We're going to have a sponsor starting really quickly here. Yep. We have a contest, giving away speakers. Yep, starts next week. And MacMod is returning. Excellent. The, the other thing about the MacMod, I should say, the first one was recorded on a tiny little consumer Canon handheld video camera. Mm-hmm. And it sounded good, and it looked okay. Mm -hmm. This next time around, we're stepping up. We're going to use a uh, GL2 prosumer camera, and it's going to be in 16 by 9 format. Fantastic. So it's going to look a lot better. Yep. And hopefully we won't crash our server when we post the video this time. <laughs> Last time it was four episodes. This next time, we're I probably, probably two. Down to two. Yeah. yeah. Two 20-minute episodes, and we'll call it good. And like last time, we'll just post them both at the same time. Yep. But you guys got to promise not to only watch the second part to see how it comes <laughs> out. You got to watch both. Absolutely. So what's in the news today, Chad? Well, we got some new iPods coming out. We got the second generation iPod Mini. This is a new four gig model. It's priced about 199, and there's going to be a six gig model at 249. Uh, both the iPod Mini models are going to feature an increased battery life. Uh, what about up to 18 hours, I think, and uh, USB charging and ultra-portable lightweight design available in four vibrant colors. Yeah, the uh, the 4 gig is basically what it was before. Mm -hmm. So they basically took the old iPod mini 4 gig and dropped it down from 249 to 199 and then mm -hmm. they put the 6 gig version at the 249 price. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also a second generation iPod Photo now. Really? Yep. Those are 30 gigs for 349 and 60 gigs. Can you imagine that 60 gigabyte iPod? And that's for 449 bucks. And these are actually slimmer than the original iPod Photo, and uh, you can charge these up just like the Mini via FireWire or USB 2. Mm -hmm. And it supports <clears throat> like 65,000 colors. So it's a really uh, an impressive model, I think. You know, the thing is, they didn't update the current fourth-generation iPod. This is the regular mm -hmm. fourth-generation iPod. Just like the one that's here on the desk, right? Right. The, well, no, that's the second generation. Oh. I have a second generation. I wish I had a four. <laughs> um, and, and that one is still going for 299 bucks for a 20 gig. But when you think about it, for an extra 50 bucks, you can move up to the iPod Photo for at 30 gigs with a color screen. Right. And if you're just going to... Yes, it's an iPod photo, but you don't have to put photos on it. It mm -hmm. will work just like a regular iPod, mm -hmm. except it has a color screen. So you get 10 more gigs mm -hmm. and a color screen, which can show the album artwork when it's right. playing the music, right. uh, for just another 50 bucks. So yeah. I think that's well worth it. Absolutely. And what really gets me is the, I guess if you're into, into red and black and U2, you're going to want that U2 iPod, but that's 349 bucks for... 20 gigs for the same mm -hmm. price you can get the iPod photo that I don't even think that's a comparison right go with an extra 10 gigs and a color screen yeah but you don't get the U2 signatures on the back but you know yeah well we're talking equipment here that's so. right <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about iPod or iPhoto 5 the new one that just came right. out one of the things I real I, I do all my image manipulation in Photoshop mm -hmm. which by the way my Photoshop after the last security update completely stopped working. I don't know I don't know what the heck happened. I repaired my permissions and it works mm -hmm. fine now. Hmm. But after that software update that just came out over the weekend, killed my 
killed my uh, Adobe Photoshop that wow. kind of ticked me off, but repairing the permissions worked, so mm. I'm quite happy. Anyways, back to uh, iPhoto. One of the things I did use iPhoto for, as far as image manipulation, was mm. to get out red eye. Right. In, in iPhoto 4, it was fantastic. You just drew a little square around each eye and clicked the red eye button, and just like that, yep. it took out the red eye, and it worked really well. It was mm -hmm. a lot easier than screwing around in Photoshop for 10 minutes. I can just do it in three seconds in iPhone. Yeah. Well, the new iPhoto 5.0, when you correct red eye, you don't have to draw a little square and then click the red eye button. Mm -hmm. Now you click the red eye button, and it gives you like a little droplet tool. Hmm. And you literally go over each pupil and click, click, and it takes care of it. Hmm. Sounds like it'd be easier, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I found so far it doesn't work as well. Hmm. It seems to be a little. Jeez, uh, I'm not. I'm not even sure the word I'm looking for. It just doesn't work as well. Hmm. Number one, if it's a picture of someone kind of far away, uh -huh. the size of their pupil in that picture is so tiny that it's hard to get that little droplet right over right. it. So you're clicking two or three times. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the other one, I just basically drew a square over it. Right. And boom, it took care of it, even if it was mm -hmm. a small face in the background. Mm -hmm. But then half the time now, if I drop it on the eye, even if it's close, like half of the red eye will go away, but the other half will stay there, so I mm -hmm. have to double-click it. So I don't think the new red eye tool is working as well in iPhoto 5 as it did in 4. Yeah. I, I don't know if you played with it yet i haven't not. played with five yet so. but it, i don't think it works as well so so there is no longer an option to actually do a drag box and no it you as soon as you click that yeah. button it, it turns into a little droplet tool mm -hmm. so iphoto 5 really is a, a different beast in a lot of regards mm -hmm. compared to iphoto 4 um for the most part i like it better it's faster it seems mm -hmm. a little bit more stable mm -hmm. um well, it has some nice organizational features that we were talking about with Ted when we were over doing the podcast with him. So Yep, and plus you can bring in those little camera movies you yeah. know, from a still camera. You can bring those in. Oh, that works good, too. I've heard some people have had some problems as far as correct time stamping on them, but I haven't mm -hmm. come across those problems at all. But the red-eye tool not working as well really kind of bugs me. Mm -hmm. I was really used to it the other way, mm -hmm. and this way doesn't feel as intuitive. Right. Well, you know, let me take that back. Actually dropping, just clicking the eye, the pupil uh -huh. is actually much more intuitive than drawing a square around the eye and then going right. and clicking the button. It just doesn't work as well. It's not so, as efficient. No, right. Yeah. But I would I would rather have the option of doing it one way or the other. So mm -hmm. if I can't get that stupid droplet on a one pixel <laughs> pupil way in the mm -hmm. background, let me draw a square and do it that way. Yeah. Or I can always bring it into Photoshop CS, but... Yeah. Yeah, but if iPhoto can do it, it's that much faster. Yep. Did you hear the news about uh, Apple and TiVo? Yeah, I read something about that uh, on uh, Mac Minutes, as a matter of fact. I read it on uh, Engadget myself. Mm -hmm. And the speculation is, is Apple looking to take over TiVo? So what did the pundits say Apple's going to get from this? Well, they didn't really. Um, TiVo is, uh, I think they've got a, a market capitalization of only $300 Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the quotes is, analysts figure the company might be an easy target, um, but what's in it for Apple? Why would Apple want to buy TiVo? If you look at TiVo, they, they have a agreement with DirecTV that expires, mm -hmm. and DirecTV right. shows no signs of renewing that. Mm -hmm. That's their big outlet to make money. So what does TiVo offer anybody? The only thing that I can really see that TiVo offers is their user interface. 
Yeah. The way you can manipulate schedules and access DVR content mm -hmm. on the TiVo is much better than any other box out there. And a lot of people may argue that, but I know hardcore TiVo users will say the TiVo user interface, on-screen menus, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. is far superior than anything else out there. I have a, jeez, uh, who makes that now? Motorola dual tuner, DVR, HD tuner, all yeah. that stuff, all in one box. Yeah. And the user interface is, is pretty cool in that. But mm -hmm. I've heard the TiVo is better. I still don't get why Apple would be even remotely interested in TiVo. Okay, well, let's throw out some ideas. I mean, just throwing it outside of the box and going way over our heads. What if you could actually download your program to, say, an iPod photo, or in this case, an iPod TiVo, to watch your favorite TV program? I think it would be cool, but it, Apple's given no indication that they're interested in a handheld video recorder. Yeah. They, Steve Jobs has outright said, I don't think people want to watch television or movies on a two-inch square screen. And I agree with him. I don't think I would either. <laughs> I don't think I would. But then again, if I was traveling often, instead mm -hmm. of pulling out an iBook and setting it in my lap on the plane, it'd be kind of cool to be able to hold this little iPod and watch it right there and listen to it on the headphones. Yeah. But yeah. the Steve Jobs said that Apple's really not interested in doing that. Hmm. However, what about a media center type of player? Right. But here's my question. TiVo is being run horribly right now. None of their plans seem to be working out, and they're going downhill. Mm -hmm. Within three years, TiVo won't exist if they don't either get bought out, uh, a merger, something like that happens. Mm -hmm. if left on their own devices, TiVo is going to go bye-bye. Mm -hmm. um, the writing's on the wall. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if you can't compete. Right. You know. But, how, you know, they've blown deals with Comcast. Comcast went to them before they came up with their own solution for DVR. Mm -hmm. um, they blew that deal. They blew a deal with Sony because they were looking at working with Sony at one time when Sony still made DVRs, which they don't anymore from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really understand why Apple would want them. You know, they got a, a fairly large subscriber base, but, uh, I don't... You know, the, and the entire business model of TiVo, to me, isn't really good. Mm -hmm. So, I obviously we don't have any knowledge right. on what's going right. on inside Apple, but Steve Jobs' new pet project. I mean, he's he's got Pixar, which, I mean, obviously the Disney the Disney deal expires with this last movie, and certainly they've proven that you know they probably carry Disney more than Disney carries them. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, right now things are going well at Apple. So maybe he's looking for a new pet project. Yeah, but this is Apple looking to acquire ah, TiVo. This true. isn't Steve Jobs. Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs, with whatever's in his wallet right now, could probably buy TiVo mm -hmm. uh, with a hostile takeover in stock. But I, I just don't see... Yeah, I guess maybe if if any listener out there has an idea of why Apple would want TiVo... TiVo. <laughs> Shoot us an email. Or or an audio file would be even better. And yeah. let give us your reasons why Apple really should look at stepping in and taking TiVo over. I mean, it's a company that's just bleeding red right now. They're mm -hmm. not doing well at all. Yeah. So what does TiVo have that Apple could possibly want? And what would the asking price be? What I, that I have no idea. Right. Of. But the way the TiVo is going right now, I, I can't imagine it would be <laughs> too much money. Yeah. So, uh, you've got a little, another little interesting tidbit there, something that's going on in New York. You want to go into detail on that? Well, earlier today, I was uh, 
as I was wrapping up our show notes, the stuff that we're going to talk mm -hmm. about, I actually took a few things off to put this in here. Um, I saw an article at Engadget again, one mm -hmm. of my favorite sites, giving them all the free PR. Uh, <laughs> I found, well, technically I found it through Mac Surfer to Engadget, and there was another site that mm -hmm. listed it as well, about a the South Huntington Public Library in Suffolk County, New York, um, which is in Long Island, and uh, the Huntington Station. Mm -hmm. That's a, I guess, a suburb. I'm not yeah. real familiar with the geography of New York, so, no, I don't, I'm I, and I'm not going to pretend to. But that's not really the important thing here. Um, anyways, the the South Huntington Public Library is putting audiobooks on iPod shuffles. That oh, was cool. the gist of the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't go into a whole lot of detail because, you know, I think they're just kind of... Somebody read about it in one place and they just basically reprint it with their own little thoughts and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I did... The unthinkable. I called the, <laughs> the South Huntington Public Library. I did a Google search, found the yeah. library website, went to their website. There's their phone number. I picked up the phone. The lady who answered, I said, hi, my name is Tim Robertson. Mm -hmm. uh, we do an internet radio type show. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling about the iPod Shuffle story. And um, make a long story short, the uh, the person that I talked to, um, called me back because I had to leave a message. His name was, he's the assistant director, Joe Latine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a nice conversation with Joe. Yeah. And we talked about Apple and Max a little bit. Um, he was really puzzled how how this got out there because, <laughs> number one, yes, it is true. The South Huntington Public Library is going to be, um, I guess you'd say loaning. It's a library, so it's loaning. So loaning e out. books. E on... E on the iPod Shuffle. Oh, cool. So if you go in and you request, say, the new Grisham novel, mm -hmm. audiobook, you can request it on the iPod Shuffle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a fantastic idea. What happened is they got a grant, and they ended up buying six of the one-gigabyte models. Mm -hmm. So they got six of them. And the idea was, uh, uh, the director's idea, Ken Weil... And, I, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I was talking on my cell phone. I, you know, I wish there was a way I can record my telephone conversations on my cell phone. I know there's some cell phones that you can do that. Mine's mm -hmm. a crappy one that I need to replace soon. <laughs> because this would have made a excellent, excellent uh, story to actually, you can hear from the people themselves. But mm -hmm. I don't have that capability yet. But uh, anyways, it, it was the director, Ken's idea. But I'm, I talked to Joe, the assistant director. Who was really a cool guy, by the mm -hmm. way. I liked him a lot. He was fun to talk to. Um, and he was amazed, though, that so many people seem to know about this already because they haven't publicly announced it. They will in the next newsletter in March. Mm. But some people are already calling in trying to request them. Wow. And I think I was actually the first journalist news type <laughs> of person to actually call and, and question him on it because, and, and not just for the podcast or MyMac.com because I'm, I'm really a huge advocate of more reading. I mm -hmm. think it's probably one of the Absolutely. most important things yep. that people can do. And not just because I'm a publisher and I publish ebooks and mymac.com and all that, but to We're me, both public library users. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I love reading. Yeah. It's I do that more than anything else. You betcha. Other than sleep perhaps. And if it takes how do you, how do you get the new generation into reading? Mm -hmm. And if it takes putting audio books onto iPod shuffles and letting them take them home for a week, 
I think that's fantastic. Right. But I did have some logistical questions, and he answered those. Um, thankfully, he answered them. Mm-hmm. When you get one, it also circulates with an FM transmitter, so you can listen to it in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a tape adapter, so you can plug in the shuffle to the tape adapter and play it through your car stereo. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a charger, so cool. you can charge the iPod shuffle. So a charger, a FM, FM transmitter, yeah. and the cassette. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, uh, I we've got a fantastic library. The Willard Library here in Battle Creek is fantastic. Yep. But I can't see the, our library doing this. Yeah. So I think this is fantastic. He told me, though, that uh, each book is roughly between two and 300 megabytes. So they really could get away with going with the $99, 512 megabyte model mm-hmm. rather than the one gig. The one gig's almost overkill. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this would be abridged audiobooks. I mean, right. if it was the full book, it would be much bigger than that. Sure. But uh, if you look at it like uh, the one gig costs 150 right? Mm-hmm. The 512 costs 99 bucks. They can buy three for the price of two if they go with the 512. Right. And... Uh, I asked him, I said, do you guys give away the headphones, too? In the back of my... I didn't say anything at first, but I'm thinking, that'd be kind of unsanitary. And he says, no, they don't give the headphones with it. And he said, because of the sanitary reason, which I thought, yeah, you know, inner ear headphones. I I don't want to be using someone else's earbuds, thanks. No. But what they do do is... They do do. That didn't sound right, eh. (laughs) No. That's what they do do. So what do they do? They (laughs) What they do do... See, I can't get away from saying it. How do you... What's another way of saying that? So what they do... So what they do... Uh, I keep putting the extra dew in there, don't right. I? <laughs> it's because I'm drinking Mountain Dew. There you go. Okay. So what they do is they go to uh, the dollar store and pick up some cheap in-ear, or I don't know if they're in-ear or not, 99, 99-cent headphones. Mm-hmm. And if you want headphones with it, they charge you a buck and you keep the headphones. Oh. What a fantastic idea. That is. You know, um, after talking to Joe, and, uh, and he said that, it's the uh, director's idea, Ken, who's big into technology and trying mm-hmm. new stuff. What a what a great public library that is! No kidding. I wish I lived I guess in Long Island. My question is: Is there a is there a rental fee or a deposit on the iPod just no. to make sure there no, isn't? Not that he said. Wow. And I, you know, obviously you take the chance of someone stealing it, but right. wh- how's that any different than loaning out a couple CDs or a book? I mean, or a DVD. Which unscrupulous people are going to steal no matter what, and right. that's always, you know. But it, it is a public library, and mm-hmm. I think most people that use the public library generally are good people. They're right. readers. They, they're interested. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that could probably be a problem, but I don't really think it's going to be. No. Um, I just really think that the South Huntington Public Library is doing an awesome thing here. I think it's a fantastic it's a idea. Yeah. And uh, I, I only wish I was within driving distance of the place because... It, <laughs> You know, I, I just think it's really cool, and they should be applauded for using new technology, mm-hmm. not just Apple. I, and I'm not right. talking about this because it's an Apple product. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this from a technology standpoint mm-hmm. and a reading and getting the younger generation into reading. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't see any drawbacks to this. Um, and, and it was pretty easy to simply call them up and talk to them. And, and that's one of my problems moving off the South Huntington Public Library iPods. One of the problems I see with a lot of the news sites is not enough actual news. They're just regurgitating press releases. Yeah. But I don't really like that. How many... How, honestly, it took me 
five minutes to find the website, their phone number, call them, and leave a message. Five minutes mm -hmm. on my cell phone. And I've got like 1,500 minutes a month, so that's mm -hmm. nothing. It didn't even cost me a dime yet. Right. And then they called me back, and I talked for, nah, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes I talked to uh, mm -hmm. Joe. And I got much more information than I read online. How difficult would it be for new sites to pick up a phone or to send an email to companies that they're reporting these stories on mm -hmm. get the information get a little bit more information provide just a tiny bit more than what the anemic press release says which is full of pr jargon anyways blah 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 this is the mm -hmm. greatest blah 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 and they just put that up there and call it news no. get a little bit more information that's what i would like to see mm -hmm. one of the best sites that i've seen doing that as of late i have to say would be the mac observer they're doing a pretty good job as, yeah. of providing a little bit more information than what the press release has mm -hmm. so uh and Brian Chafin is actually the publisher over there. And uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job when it comes to that. But I, I just wish more Mac news sites, which my Mac isn't, right. but if more Mac news sites actually dug a little deeper, um, it'd be much more enjoyable to read. I mm -hmm. think they would get more viewers, thus they could sell more advertisers and make more money. Mm -hmm. uh, we got an interview coming up. We do. Yep. So, uh, who is going to be our patsy for our new software? <laughs> I'm not going to uh, divulge too much information, um, because honestly, at the moment, I cannot remember the guy's name. <laughs> Let me pull it up here. It's in my email. You have to forget. I'm horrible with names. Right. I'm sorry, Chuck. Or, I mean, Chad. No problem, Tom. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> No one will ever guess what email program you're using. Oh, yeah, they know. Uh, I forwarded this to you, didn't I? So it should be in here somewhere. Uh, I'm just going to do subject search with enter. And does it work? No, enter resting. It didn't. Oh, you know, I did start with, let's go contains. Possible interview, there it is. Okay. Uh, the person we're going to do an interview with, and we're, we are going to do this over iChat, mm -hmm. is Ken... Rudiger's. Is that how you pronounce that? Is it Rudiger's or Rutgers or Rutgers? R U E T T G E R S. Anyways, we'll have to ask him. I'll ask him. Um, Ken is a big Mac guy. He was actually a number one draft pick in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, really? He's been an All Pro football player. But as far as I'm concerned, what's more interesting is he is the creator of GameOver.org, and I saw a presentation on. HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbel, mm -hmm. where they talk about it. And basically, it, it's an organization that helps retired NFL players kind of adjust to the real world. I know a lot of people probably think, oh, he's, this guy played for the NFL, he's loaded, mm -hmm. he's a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really the case. And, and mm -hmm. a lot of these ex-players were completely unprepared for the real world. Mm. And Ken's whole GameOver.org organization is designed to help these people. Mm -hmm. And, and I, it's just a fantastic story, I think. Um, and when I watched the HBO special, mm -hmm. I, I noticed that they were using PowerBooks, and they were also talking about how they post some videos up there. Uh -huh. And I noticed that that was iMovie, so I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. They, so I dropped him an email, and mm -hmm. Ken completely agreed to do the interview. So we're going to chat with him via iChat, and, and of course we're going to record it, and we're going to put it right inside the podcast. Now, I don't know if this is going to be on the next podcast or the one after. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see 
what his we, schedule looks like. Right, and, and we yeah. haven't set up a definite date. I'm supposed to right. contact him next week. He's uh, on vacation or on a business meeting this week. Mm -hmm. I think it's a business meeting. And so next week we'll actually get together and talk to him. I, I think that's a really cool project. Well, I'm curious to see what he has to say. I yeah. mean, it's going to be interesting, I think. I like to find out how they're using this technology. Ken told me, though, and, and we'll let him explain more of this, obviously. Mm -hmm. We'll get into more details. But he said he's been a Mac user for a long time. Wow. Uh, I think he says from back in the 80s, which means that would put him in college because he was drafted in 89. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself when, when I read that, I thought, here's this great big pro football player he's going to be drafted in the nfl mm -hmm. back in the mid 80s when he was starting to get into max that was a very geeky thing to do that was the guy with the big old spectacles with the tape holding them together in the middle <laughs> and he's an ex he's a football player jock and he got into computers so i'm real interested in talking to him that's going to be fun yeah so i think that's going to be the podcast we're at 32 minutes right now so yeah, we better sign off. Up. Yep, this is Chad Berry. I'm Tim Robertson. We're going to leave you with music from one of our writers, created by Guy Searle and GarageBand. He's one of our writers, so enjoy Guy Searle's music. All right, see ya. Bye.